world full of Uniteds. It is a magic moment from Hyun-Min Cities. Through to Lucas Moura! And Rovers. Harry Kane! Oh, what a goal! There is only one Hotspur. Glory, glory, Tottenham Hotspur! Hello and welcome back to another uh, One Hotspur podcast. I'm Toby from Underscore Spurs Center, and today I'm joined by Bodhi from Hotspur.Opinions. His old account got uh, taken down, so if you could follow this new one, he'd greatly appreciate that. And I'm also joined by Max from the Hotspur News. So uh, we're recording straight after the 4-0 win against Sheffield United. Uh, how are you guys feeling immediately after that match? Obviously, it's a, a good vibe. Um Mm-hmm. It's great. To, it's great to finally uh, be winning again. I mean, I think the city game was a big was a big blow. Um, so it's really good to get back on the score sheet and to get a clean sheet as well at that. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it was definitely a very satisfying one. And it, but it was expected. Yeah. It was a twentieth place Sheffield. Uh, they weren't they weren't very good. Um, but yeah. I don't think that, that 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 I for me personally I don't I don't think that takes away from the fact that that Spurs had done a lot of good stuff. Mm-hmm. I just feel like the game wouldn't have went the same way if it was a tougher opposition. But I get you can only beat who's in front of you. So mm-hmm. um, they've done they've done their job, and it was a overall it was a satisfactory performance. Yeah, I think uh, something interesting just Spurs had sixty seven percent ball possession, which I mean. Fans have been crying out since Mourinho's been appointed about how uh, we got to go back to the Tottenham way and keep the ball and play with the ball. And I think today was, I mean, admittedly, like we were saying, it is against 20th place Sheffield United who have already been relegated. But it was nice to see us just dominate the ball and uh, press high up the field. And overall, I think it was just a really nice game to watch. But uh, uh, Max, what did you think? Uh, yeah, like Bodhi said, like it's against a really poor side. So like I'm not gonna get ahead mm-hmm. of myself. But yeah, um the way we played, especially like in terms of like possession, like it's reminiscent to how we played um under Poch going forward against these smaller sides, like the four mm-hmm. nils against like Bournemouth Watford at the old White Hart Lane. Like it's reminiscent mm-hmm. to other games. Uh, yeah, yeah, um I say second half especially, like we looked so much better going forward because in the first half we were good, but the final pass was poor, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Which probably didn't score as many goals, but yeah, uh, but yeah, second half we were second half was a lot better in terms of our um, our, our decision making, and uh, yeah, goal yeah, hat trick and uh, and uh, seeing seeing Bell scoring a Spurs shirt like um, to be honest, that feeling will never get old ever. So yeah, it's a good mm-hmm. win. Yeah, to keep we just got to hope that teams around us keep slipping up whilst we have to. But at the same time, we've just got to focus on ourselves and just. Uh, keep winning these games yeah yeah i agree i mean we just have to i think ultimately all we can do is uh play our game and win the games that we have left and i honestly believe if we win um the remainder of our games we could find ourselves in the champions league next season but um we'll just have to wait and see if that ends up happening or uh but like you were saying like all we can do is focus on ourselves and make sure that we win the rest of our games but uh a few people i wanted to talk about uh, about today's game uh, we'll start with uh, Serge Aurier. Um, we've already said this a couple of times, but uh, against poor opposition, but I thought he played really well. I mean, uh, two assists, obviously, um, a wonderful through ball to Bale for the first goal, and then um, a good pass to Bale for the uh, his second assist. And just overall, I think he played really well defensively. I thought he was on top of it, um, especially after he's had a few 
iffy moments in his past few games. Uh, but uh, Max, we can start with you on this one. What do you think about Serge Aurier's performance today? Aurier's too overhated, man. He's like literally like mm-hmm. I swear this guy gets so much hate, but this has been his best season in a Spurs shirt. Like to be honest, yeah. like people could talk about oh people could talk about oh yeah, Toby was excellent, or oh, Larice was so good today, or oh, Reginald was fantastic, but but to be honest, Aurier is like a player that goes unnoticed quite often when he has a good game. So, mm-hmm. for example, the 6-1 against United, he was excellent in that one. Yeah, he was. Arsenal today, he was excellent. Mm-hmm. And, and and to be honest, like, on Aurier's good day, like, he is an excellent right-back. Oh, I mean, two assists today. Like, his first assist was simply brilliant. Beautiful, I mean, his yeah. Assist, yeah, second assist he did well to um, shift in between the defenders and give it to... Um, Bell for his third goal, but yeah, um, yeah, but as I said, like Aurier gets way too much hay, and today I say was his second best game just beyond the United game, the 6 1. But yeah, but in terms of Aurier's season, this has been his best one in the Spurs show, and he's been one of our like more underrated players this season, in my opinion. Like, I know he still has those mistakes in him, but this season mm-hmm. he's improved defensively, in my yeah. opinion. You can see he makes these like stupid errors, like. These like stupid, reckless errors, like less frequently, which is mm-hmm. good to see. Like he's improving defensively, which is great to see. But yeah, um, yeah. To be honest, like I still don't think he's good enough to take us to the next level. But he could be a good backup right back for us going yeah. forward. Especially. Yeah, I think that's a good point. I, I do think we need to strengthen that right that right back position um, over the summer. And I I could see him leaving, given that he uh, only has one year left on his contract, and that he doesn't seem like he wants to sign. But uh, it would be nice if he does go this summer to just finish off the season with good memories with him and um, maybe even helping us get to Champions League, like I was saying earlier, but uh, we'll see how it goes, I guess. But, uh, Bodie, anything you want to add on uh, Serge Aurier's performance? No, yeah, he was uh, he, he done very well, to be fair to him. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not there's not really much to say because Max basically took all the words out of my mouth. Um, <laughs> but... Now, I, I must admit that first pass to Bale was incredible. And then the one to give him his hat trick as well. Mm-hmm. You know, he just, he he had a, he was very good on the ball today. Um, And he was always tracking back. You know, he you never caught him out of position. I think personally he was the best defense, our best, uh, you know, defensive player on the pitch. Mm-hmm. Midfield. Yeah, I'd have to say I agree out, of, out, of, out of the midfield and the defense, I'd say Ori was our best player. Um. Mm-hmm. He was. He's definitely top. I def. I'd honestly put him um, the second best on the pitch after Bale. Um, them two wow. were just incredible. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. They were very good. They were just different stuff today. But uh, talking about Bale, speaking of, actually, I think we had a comment on Bale um, from Spurs Goods. Uh, what a performance from Bale! And yeah, I mean, a Premier League hat trick, four goals in two games under Ryan Mason in the Premier League. He's he's performed really well, and I think I think Bale, um, even if he doesn't play in the big games, because we're concerned about him uh, and like his his dropping back and whether or not he's going to cover well. Um, I think it's worth having him on just if he is played against lower league opposition, and because I mean we typically struggle um, to break down sides like Sheffield, but uh, today with Bale, it didn't seem to be much of an issue. I mean, obviously we scored four, but I mean just fantastic today, and he was taken off after. Uh, 75 minutes yeah 75 minutes so yeah I just thought he was fantastic today either one of you want to talk a little bit more about him hey go on buddy you go first 
No, it's alright. You go first. All right. Um, yeah. To, um, I'm just saying. Um, Bale, who is presumably called a flop, has mm-hmm. only got one less Premier League goal than Aubameyang this season. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, this guy was called a flop. But to be honest, like, because the thing is, like, the story of Bale is that this guy like only needs a run of games to get into his full flow, and you saw mm-hmm. that like around February, or, like when he was started playing like I'd say five six games straight. Scored one yeah. against Wolfsburger, another one against Wolfsburger, got two against Burnley, two against Palace. And that's when he was on his form, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and now Ryan Mason's here. Um, and, and you notice, four goals in two games under Mason. He had a very good connection with Bale when he was a player at Spurs. Mm-hmm. And yeah, to be honest, like, even though Bale was like, what, 31, 32, Bale? Yeah, I think he's uh, 31. Yeah, he's on around that. And he's um and he still gets injured quite a bit. Even um even during those setbacks, he's still a top top player. And to yeah. be honest, um and I said this on our watch along um a couple of hours ago. Um, when Bale like signed back in September on loan, I wasn't really concerned about how he played. Like I was just happy that he was back in a Spurs shirt because yeah, you know, seeing Bale back in a Spurs shirt was something that I've always wanted this season. So he left us back in. 21st scenes around Madrid but yeah to be honest like um, nine goals in the Prem he's got a few in Europe even though he, um, even though he's been average in some games like you can't call him a flop like he's actually been I mean, he has the same amount of goals as uh, Raheem Sterling and Riyad Mahrez this season yeah so there you go then like Bale and to be honest like and to be honest like he's only started and, and Bale hasn't even started that many games either he's only started nope. in what like I'd say eight games like six, seven, eight games this season. Yeah, Mar- eight Premier League and Mar- games. And Mar- and Sterling featured have, have featured in nearly all of them. So it kind mm-hmm. of shows that Bell has still got it. He has still got it. Yeah. And, um, and all he needs is a run of games. But yeah, fantastic today. Like he took his three goals really well. And you saw that. Mm-hmm. Um, and you've seen that with quite a few of his goals in all competitions. Like, like every time they're always good finishes. So yeah. Um, yeah. As I said at the start, um, seeing Bell score for us, it, it will just never get old whatsoever. So yeah, yeah, just love seeing him. Just it's just fantastic. I mean, Bale was my favorite player for a long, long time, and seeing back at Spurs, it just makes me very happy. <laughs> uh, Bo, do you want to add anything on Bale? Um, yeah, sure. Um, I think he definitely had a lot here. It takes me a minute to process something, um, but. Mm-hmm. He played. He played very well. Definitely a man of the match uh, for me personally. Yeah. But you'd you'd have to give him it automatically just for the hat trick. Yeah. And every single goal he had was extremely well taken. That second mm-hmm. goal though had me melting. Honestly, mm-hmm. just the way, just when he was one on one, I just thought this. I started celebrating before he scored the goal because I knew it was gonna go in. Top right corner couldn't be more perfect. It's like. It's like you don't need to show off. Like you're all you you know you're gonna score. You, you don't need to you don't need to flex on Ramsdale. Um <laughs> yeah, this the third one was def was a beauty as well. Um through the legs. Yeah. Uh Aurier set up to him was great. Mm-hmm. He just he didn't do he didn't have a wrong foot think the game at all. Um always mm-hmm. o- was always um giving another option, especially towards Ori yeah. when Ori was making overlapping runs. He'd mm-hmm. done a great job there. Um, yeah. Now nah, he didn't have a wrong foot in the game, and definitely his best performance for us this season. Yeah, I'd say I agree with that. 
Um, something else I want to mention about Bale, though, is uh, Bale is known for being a, a very good free kick taker. Um, yet, for some reason, unknown to anyone, Harry Kane still takes free kicks for our club. And I love Harry Kane. I mean, he's probably my favorite player right now. I mean, just absolutely incredible. He can score in any position. He's a playmaker, a goal scorer, a defender even. Um, yet for some reason, uh, every free kick he takes goes straight into the wall or goes 60 yards. Or, uh, yeah, just blazingly high over the goal. Um, I just don't understand why Harry Kane is still taking free kicks. Like, it just doesn't make any sense to me. But uh, someone else who I thought played really well today was uh, Hoybier. I mean, I thought he won the ball back very well uh, many times. No, yeah, but. definitely. He played. He played very well. Um, he was always. It was. It was a. Uh, it was. It was a good thing that he that he, you know he played well because um, the Celso was uh, was was lacking when he wasn't tracking back that much. So it was mm. really good to see Hoybier be able to um, cover for him. And here he was definitely he done a fantastic job. The whole team done a great job overall. They handled mm -hmm. everything extremely well. There was a few chances where you could have thought, oof, maybe they could have done better. But for the most part, the defense handled everything very mm -hmm. well. Yeah, I have to agree with that. Uh, although, sort of disagree. I think um, I think Los also played all right. I don't think he was great by any means. And I think Dombele should have started. But I think he was all right. Um, and then last uh, couple of players I want to talk about, it, uh, Deli Ali. I thought he was, I thought he was meh, but I think um, just he needs to get a few, like just a run in the team. Um, not necessarily starting. I think he should be dropped to the bench, but give him some opportunities off the bench and let him work his way back up to what we know he can be. Cause he's not going to just come in magically after a couple months on the sidelines and uh, be prime delay again. So I just think we need to give him some more opportunities and let him really build back up to that. But uh, Max, we can give it to you on this one. What do you think about a uh, delay and, if he can get back to his best. I can't lie. First 15 minutes, he was so poor. Like, so mm -hmm. poor. Like, um, first yeah. 15, 20 minutes, like, he lost the ball a few times. Uh, mm -hmm. Had a few misplaced passes. Uh, but then he grew into the game. Um, once again, it's 20 plays Sheffield. I know people. It's mm -hmm. 20 plays Sheffield. But I know he had a lot of time on the ball. But to be honest, like, I thought his decision-making was poor. Especially mm -hmm. in the final third. But, like, I can't say he was bad. Like, yeah. I mean, I, he was all right. Like, he wasn't fantastic. Like, he wasn't terrible. He was just in the middle. In terms of getting back to his best, I think all it takes is a run of games because, mm -hmm. uh, because that was the same story with Gareth Bell. Because you notice when Gareth Bell gets a few starts in a row, all of a sudden he's getting three, four goals in two, three games. It kind of shows, isn't it? So, mm -hmm. I'd say, yeah, so I'd say like you said, very similar to Bergwijn as well. Give Deddy a few starts, same with Bergwijn as well, and just see how they do, see if they're consistent with their game. But yeah, overall tonight, Deddy was okay. Um, wasn't fantastic, had a few like poor moments, especially in the first uh, minutes of the game and, and the last minutes of the game. But 90 minutes, and hopefully he can get a few starts. But yeah, overall, he was all right. Not, not too bad. Yeah, I agree with that. <laughs> but do you have anything to add on Deli? Yeah, I completely agree with Max. First 20 minutes, he was extremely sloppy. Um, I didn't expect much from him, to be honest. It's like new trim, same deli. Um, but yeah, he, he did. He grew into the game. We started. Do he made some good passes. 
um, a few really good nutmegs, but uh, you don't. Unfortunately, they don't count as goals. Otherwise, he'd be one of the best players in the world. Um, yeah. But uh, he played. Yeah, he played very well. I think in the last, the first fifteen and the last fifteen that that he played, he was pretty poor. Um, but for the rest, for the rest of it, for the most part, he didn't contribute anything uh, to the goals of the assists. But he he added an, an an extra option which drew which drew the the players towards him mm-hmm. and open space for other players. So it's just um, his presence on the field, his positional play was very good. Uh, mm-hmm. He didn't really technic or like on the ball, you know, he had he was some sloppy moments, but uh, off the ball, you know, you can ask for more from him. And, yeah. uh, it was it was satisfactory. I wouldn't start him for future mm-hmm. games, but I definitely have him as a substitute. Yeah, I agree with that. Um... Uh, last player that I uh, wanted to talk about was uh, Steven Bergfein. Finally, another goal contribution from him, an assist uh, for Sonny. And I really hope that just helps his confidence and uh, helps him get back to what we know he can be. Because um, I said it before, I'm a huge fan of him. And I think uh, I think he can be a, a really good player. I think um, working with Mourinho, I'm not necessarily blaming Mourinho for this. I just I don't think Mourinho's style of play and uh, Bergvine's style synced up very well. I think Bergvine does better when uh, when he's in a team that likes to keep possession and uh, create opportunity after opportunity. Um, so I just I think playing under um, a manager like Ryan Mason could do a lot for him um, compared to playing under Mourinho, which I think didn't do him a lot of favors. But uh, what do you guys think of him? Did I thought he was pretty good when he came on for uh, that last fifteen minutes? Uh, Bodie, can you start with you on this one? Yeah, I'm a massive Bergvine fan. Um, me, me and Toby mainly uh, really like him. <laughs> but um, he didn't... I, I really wanted him to score. Obviously, he didn't score. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, for for the fact that he managed to get an assist and played as well as he did for the final 15, he didn't even get enough time to settle into the game. But yet, he could come off with, you know, such a big impact. Um, mm-hmm. he do, I think he'd done really, really well. I'm really glad to see that he he got some minutes under his under his belt, and you know he got the assist. Mm. Hopefully that boosts his confidence. I don't know if it will, but Mace needs mm. to give him some more games, honestly. Mm-hmm. Uh, just a comparison though for everyone who's talking about what a poor season uh, Bergvine's having. Uh, he has the same amount of assists as Ziek, Lingard, um, Anthony Martial, Colin Hudson Odoi, Denis Ceballos, uh, Gabriel Jesus and Kai Havertz and uh, Mohamed Salah so even though he's not doing fantastic and yes that's still not great numbers like three assists isn't fantastic but um, I mean those are some pretty quality players as well who in terms of assists at least haven't been giving the most impressive performances so uh, I still think there's plenty of time for Bergvine um, to settle into his career at Spurs and I think next season could be a really big year for him, um, and he just has to continue to build momentum as the rest of the season goes on. But uh, is there anything else specific uh, that you want to talk about about the Sheffield game, uh, either one of you? I think we're good. Yeah, because um, hey, can I just like give my thoughts on Bergvine real quick? Because yeah, go for it. Yeah, so um, hey, so going back to what you said about the whole manager situation, I actually agree with that for you because because the thing is, I can notice the error of the V's. Uh, but at the same time, um, at the same time, like you notice that when Bergwijn was at PSV, um, and under like a different manager, he was scoring goals, he was getting assists, 
And um, and in terms of today, I thought Bergwijn was good when he came on, and um, and same with Delhi, and um, yeah. and Bay, and same with Delhi and Bell. Like these three players just need a run of start so they can really like initiate their form and dominance in terms of their form, etc. Because because the thing is like when Bergwijn arrived, he was starting every game, and you saw how good he mm-hmm. was when he arrived here before the lockdown side, obviously. Yeah. Scored against City, scored against Wolves, mm-hmm. uh, got an assist against I don't know. It, it, it was, it was uh, Newcastle, another. I think. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, against Newcastle as well. So yeah, like last season, like when he featured, he was good. And um, mm-hmm. and yeah, that was, really good goal against uh, United as well. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, United as well. Forgot about that one. Yeah. Um. And when he was playing at the start of the season, and he was playing like every single game basically during the period when, uh, during the period when we were top of the league. Mm-hmm. And he was really good. Like he was like, I know his end product was shocking, and we all know that as Spurs fans. But yeah, but at the same time, his work rate is unnoticed. And now, um, and now we're mm-hmm. under Ryan Mason. Like, I feel like he could like get more goals and assists or goal contributions. To be said, because in my yeah. opinion, because in my opinion, I think that one goal is the only thing that's preventing Bergwijn's confidence from growing. Mm-hmm. You know, I, mean, like I said this on the watch along. I take, uh, I'm telling you now, once he gets that goal, he's going to be an important player for us. Because, yeah, I could say I really like, agree with that. Yeah, because hey, like Bodie and yourself, like, I'm a Bergwijn fan as well, and I've been a fan mm-hmm. of him since he's arrived here. And the main reason I've been a fan yeah. of him is because of his work rate and mm-hmm. the passion. So, yeah, so now he's under a different manager. Hopefully, he gets more starts next season. Same with Deli Ali from yeah. Baywell. And uh, yeah, hopefully, we see him thrive in a Spurs show because he deserves a chance 100%. Mm-hmm. I agree. Uh, last thing I'll say on, uh, on Bergwijn. Um, I was just looking into it, and um, last, uh, not last season, um, no, sorry, yeah, the, the first half of last season, um, when he was at uh, PSV in the Eredivisie, he averaged a shot uh, every 38 minutes, uh, yeah, 38 minutes, and uh, this season with Spurs, he averages a shot every 98 minutes, so that that just shows uh, Mourinho's system is just for forwards to be clinical and score off their limited opportunities, um, but Bergvine as a player, just he isn't super clinical. I think he just does better when he's given uh, like just a ton of chances. Um, so I think he's more suited to a manager um, like Ryan Mason, um, like maybe Ralph Ragnick. Um, so yeah, just overall, I think we could do um, with having a more possession-based manager or just a manager who likes to create more opportunities for the forwards. But yeah. Uh, anyone else you guys want to talk about or uh, anything else in general about that game? Oh, sorry. One thing I wanted to talk about. Uh, that was a clear, clear red card uh, for Flick. He pretty obviously, to me at least, stepped on Los Celso's head. Um, it seemed like it was on purpose too. Uh, it didn't seem like an accident at all. I mean, it looked like he looked at Los Celso's head and stamped his foot down. How VAR haven't called that a red card, I'll never know. Mm-hmm. Um, I think VAR has a lot that needs to be fixed. I think refs should have to explain uh, their decisions. Um, I think they do something similar in uh, in rugby, if I'm not mistaken, where the uh, like refs have to explain their decisions or uh, at least they, they have a mic on so you can hear what they're thinking. But yeah, just overall, I think there's way too many mistakes that are getting, being made. And uh, I don't know who it was, but in the West Ham game, um, I think it was their right back who... Uh, was clearing the ball and his follow through just caught a Liverpool player, um, and for or I think they uh, caught a Chelsea player, 
and that was given as a red card, yet a clear stamp on a head today isn't given. So it's just it needs better consistency and just better decisions overall. But I think that just about wraps up yeah, the Sheffield United game. So uh, we did make a, a YouTube video about managers. If you want to watch that, um, it's on our YouTube channel. But I wanted to talk a little bit about that as well. Um, so who do you uh, – YouTube, we can start with uh, Bodie on this one. Uh, who would be your preferred manager to take Spurs in the next season? Um, well, that really all depends on the games. If Ryan Mason can win all his games – then I don't see why not he can take over. I mean, it's like everything, like everything Daniel Levy wanted in a manager is literally Pochettino, which makes mm-hmm. no sense because he sacked him. Yeah. But Ryan Mason's the closest you're gonna get at the when we when uh, there was strong rumors in Ten, Ten Hag, I mm-hmm. really wanted him, so I'm glad yeah, that too. we didn't get him. And to be honest, with looking at all the options that we have, even if we don't do well in our last few games. Everyone else is just shite, so I'd rather just keep Mason, to be honest. Hmm. I think, uh, for me at least, I think just Mason needs a few years of experience at the top level. Um, I, I like him a lot, um, but I think overall he just he needs to get some experience and uh, show that he can manage before he takes on a big club like Tottenham. Because, um, I mean, at this point he's doing very well, but he's also playing one game a week. And so far, he's beaten Southampton, who's in the bottom five, and Sheffield in the bottom five. Um, so, yeah, I'm just I'm not convinced on him yet. I think maybe if he goes out to a, a different Premier League club for uh, a few seasons and does well with them, uh, then we can consider him in the future. I think that's uh, something that we're doing with uh, Scott Parker as well and seeing if he can get a few successful seasons in with um, a few different teams and uh, considering him for the future as well. But... I think overall, uh, Mason's not quite ready uh, for the full-time Spurs job. So, yeah, he wouldn't be my first choice. But, uh, Max, who are you thinking? I'll tell you what, yeah. After the whole Ten Hag situation, I literally have no clue of what manager. I literally have no clue of what manager who would come to. Because I'll tell you what, the Ten Hag situation has really pissed me off. Do you want to know why? It's because the main reason is the one thing that's prevented us from, from becoming one of the one thing that prevents us from becoming one of Europe's like top six clubs, sorry, mm-hmm. um, it's the one thing that prevents us from coming like, um, from becoming the top one of top, Europe. yeah, yeah, elite. yeah. So, yeah, so the one thing that prevents us from uh, from us becoming one of like Europe's like elite teams, yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, big clubs is silverware, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, and um, and our motto is um, and our motto is the game is about glory and today is to do. And to be honest, like, and to be honest, like the one and the one thing, if you want to win silverware, you've got to have experience. And Ten Hag is an experienced manager with Ajax. I mean, mm-hmm. Ten Hag has won trophies. Yes, I know it's the era of the V's, and it may not be like as much of a competitive like league as as the Premier League. But, but even he took so, he t- he took a team full of youngsters to a semi final. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, in the Champions League. Yeah, exactly. So there you go then. And I still understand why Levy's just not signing him because because mm-hmm. literally like out of all the options we had ten hog was was absolutely perfect because yeah because ten hog because ten hog was good with the youngsters at Ajax which could be suitable for our youth development in the mm-hmm. future with youngsters such as like Divine and Scarlet you know yeah. the rest. Mm-hmm. I know Bobby's a massive fan of our youth development so maybe that's one reason why 
<laughs> so maybe that's one reason why Ten Hag would be um, would be very suitable. Good fit. Yeah, yeah, but as I said, that Ten Hag, yes, yeah, so like Bodhi said, Ten Hag took a team of youngsters to a Champions League semi final, and Daniel Levy's turning him down. Like I just can't yeah. believe that. Literally, like, I'm, um, I'm, I mean, Ajax beat Juventus and Real Madrid mm-hmm. with a team full of youngsters under Eric Ten Hag. I mean, out of all of our options, like, oh, it's, yeah, it really annoyed me. But mm-hmm. yeah, in terms of Mason, I agree with Toby. Like. I just think the job's too big for him. Yeah. It'll be nice if we can win our last four games. And um and of course it's always nice to see our free flying attacking football now. Um mm-hmm. now that Mourinho's gone. But at the same time, like I just think I just think the job's too big for him. Like even if we do win our last four games, I'm still not convinced that he could that he could take us to the next level like Pochettino did. Yeah. I mean we'll find out though. I, I, mm-hmm. I guess we'll find out. But in terms of manager choice. I have no idea who's out there because because now Ten Hag has signed a new contract. So yeah. we'll see what happens. But right now, in terms of the manager choice, I'm not really happy with it. I think for me, um, my top choice at the moment, or my first choice would be uh, Ralph Rangnick. Uh, he's currently a free agent. He worked with uh, Leipzig. And uh, he's also known for being a director of football, so he can manage or just uh, run that side of things. But... Overall, he's been very successful in his career. Uh, he took RB Leipzig from the third division in uh, Germany all the way up to uh, the top. And uh, he got them to third place. And then after that, uh, he became the director of football, I think, and let uh, Nagelsmann take over as coach. And then uh, he kind of just sneezed up to the side and uh, he left them for this season. So uh, I think bringing in someone like him could be really beneficial, uh, even if it's just for a couple of seasons. Like it could turn out really well if we get him as a uh, director of football and bring in someone like Ten Hag in the future. Uh, I mean, it's looking unlikely, but uh, even if it was just for like a season or two and bringing in a different manager after that, uh, who we like more, um, and then having him run the football side of things, because he's made some really, really good signings for his uh, his previous clubs. I mean, he signed Timo Werner for 15 million. He signed Holland for 15 million. Um, so just, yeah, really, really impressive. Uh, and I think we could benefit a lot from having someone like that at the club, um, someone who could identify talents a little better, a uh, little bit better than Steve Hitchin. Um, so, yeah, that's what I'd say overall. But I feel the only thing we got left is to preview our game against Leeds United. Um, Saturday, it's the uh, the early kickoff, Leeds versus Tottenham. What are we thinking? It's an away game as well. It'll be tough. Uh, the main mm-hmm. reason being is that Leeds' record against the big six at home has been pretty good this season. Um, mm-hmm. I, mean, I mean, obviously they drew to Arsenal, they drew to City, drew to United, uh, um, and they've really conceded any goals recently. I've, um, I think Leeds are in quite a good form at the moment. I know they lost to Brighton, but but before then they were doing all right. They beat City at the Etihad, obviously. Um, they drew with Liverpool and drew with United, and then yeah, they drew with Chelsea um, a couple of game weeks before that. Yes, they went undefeated against against City, United, and Liverpool. So there mm-hmm. you go. Um, yeah, yeah, so, yes. Yeah, so Leeds are in good form. I know they did just lose to Brighton, but to us, every team has a one-off game. Yeah, mm-hmm. so so yeah, it'll, it'll it'll be a tough game definitely because yeah. um, mainly due to the fact that Leeds is um, the main reason being is because of Leeds' home form this season. It's been quite good, yeah. but um, our away form hasn't been great. Uh, like it's been all right. Um, 
Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, I say because because to be honest, like looking at because the two us like looking at Leeds' squad this season, they've been quite shaky defensively. So, mm-hmm. so to be yeah. honest, like, so to be honest, we need Kane firing again because today Kane played like Yaya Sanogo. Like, <laughs> like he was so poor today, Harry. Yeah, he was um, I, um, I'd say play that same front three. Um, I say start Deddy again because um, because oh, we need Deddy to get um a run of starts to go back to his first. Like I love Lucas Mora, but at the same time, like prime Deddy was just different gravy. So we need him back to his mm-hmm. best. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, hopefully we get the win. Uh, before, well, we need it just to um, or just like any contention because I'm pretty certain Chelsea's lineup is quite sorry not lineup. Like um, I'm pretty certain Chelsea's running is quite difficult. They've got to mm-hmm. face Arsenal and Leicester. So. Yeah, and then um, on the other side of that, Leicester um, have to play United, Chelsea, and us before the end of the season. And us. So, yeah, so there you go. And and we've got Wolves and Villa, Leeds and Leicester. So so four very winnable games. And we have mm-hmm. to take advantage of that, which we never do. Yeah. Because so, the most frustrating thing is, because the most frustrating thing is, um, is that every time we've literally, like every time we have the, advantage of like getting back to for example fourth place or third place we never take that mm-hmm. opportunity we never yeah. do it so hopefully we win these although games. on the bright side this week um everton lost and uh lester drew so we did uh get just a little bit um we got some ground between us and everton and then uh, we closed the uh, gap by two points um to lester so now we're only seven points behind them um which yeah, the main focus the main focus is chelsea though I'm pretty mm-hmm. certain Leicester will get. Um, I'm pretty certain Leicester will finish in the top four, regardless. It's just all about mm-hmm. whether Chelsea are going to slip up, which I, at this mm-hmm. rate, I don't think they will. Like, I mean, Chelsea are flying. Like, they're in the Champions League semi-final. They do the first leg. They have the potential of getting to the final, maybe winning it mm-hmm. um, if they play their cards right against whoever they're facing in the final. But yeah, yeah. Um, yeah but to be honest, um, as I said at the start of the podcast, all we can do is focused on ourselves, win the games and just hope that teams around mm-hmm. us slip up. But yeah, in terms of Saturday, it won't be an easy game. Uh, but yeah. at the same time, we just got to play our cards right, play the way we did in the second half today and we should win, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Uh, going off what you were saying, though, I actually, personally, I think we have a better chance of uh, catching Leicester than we do of Chelsea, uh, even though Leicester are two points further ahead um, than Chelsea are. But uh, Leicester, they... Uh, they just drew to Southampton, and the week before that, they uh, played Crystal Palace, uh, and they got an 80th-minute winner, um, and they won 2-1 after uh, Crystal Palace had actually pulled in front. And then uh, the week, uh, two weeks before that, they lost to West Ham, and they lost to Man City. So uh, they've been dropping some points, and they've been looking uh, not in the greatest of places, and uh, Man United have been doing pretty well um, when they have to play them, and I'm assuming, or fingers crossed, Man United win. And then they play Chelsea, which uh, either result in any result in that game is going to be good for us. And then uh, they play us on the last day of the season. And uh, I think that's it. That's a game that could ultimately decide whether or not we get Champions League. And it's it's going to be tough. And I mean, if we don't win, if we don't win that game, we don't deserve to make it to the Champions League. So it's going to be it's going to be all on us, I think. And if we win, the, like I said earlier in the pod, I think if we win the remaining games we have, we can make Champions League. But, uh, Bodhi, what are you thinking? I'm sorry, what? 
Do you think we can uh, still make it to Champions League? No. But even if even if we do, I don't think we'll deserve it. To be honest, we've had a pretty appalling season. Um, you know, a lot of ups and downs. If we get it, I'll, I'll be happy. But I don't really think we deserve it. I'd be happy. Honestly, I take another year of Europa League. Um, I think. Yeah. Ultimately, I mean, it. obviously, I'd much rather have Champions League, but. Um, having another season in the Europa League would probably be really good for the development of Dane Scarlett. Um, or even even if we got into Champions League and maybe if we got uh, an easier group, um, or if, even if the last couple games we just needed a couple points from, um, we could give games to someone like Scarlett. Uh, but, and not just Scarlett, but uh, a lot of our academy players who are coming through, uh, Elliot Thorpe, Dylan Markenday, Marcel Lavinier, uh, Alfie Devine, or Devine. I'm not sure, not entirely sure how you pronounce that one. Um, but yeah, I just think overall, either way, I think we're going to have a lot of uh, youth coming through that uh, could use some developing in senior games. and uh, So it won't be all doom and gloom if we're in the Europa League, although it would be preferable if we didn't have to do that. But yeah, that's, that's all I got from that side of things. But uh, anything else you guys want to talk about before we wrap it up? No, it's been good. I think that's that. Well, thank you for listening. Uh, we really appreciate you. Uh, remember to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, it's the One Hotspur uh, on YouTube. Uh, follow us on Instagram. We just did a little bit of a, a rebranding. Uh, Bodie is actually going to be taking charge of that now. Um, it's at one as in the number uh, and then Hotspur Pod. And yeah, that's just about all I got for you. Thank you for listening, like I said, and we'll see you in the next one. Come on, you Spurs.